Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Back Check, the Hockey History Podcast, where we evaluate players' cases for the Hockey Hall of Fame. My name is Riley, and I'm with Bill. Hey, how you doing? Good, how about you? All right, thanks. And today we have the class of 1980, the Hall of Fame class of 1980, featuring two goalies, which is really rare. Um, I honestly don't know if there's another class that we've done so far where they inducted two goalies, maybe one. Um, but they don't induct a lot of goalies, so it's sort of weird to have two goalies. Uh, two goalies and a forward. The goalies are Harry Lumley and Gump Worsley, and the uh, forward is Lynn Patrick, um, son of, I guess I should look up which Patrick he's son of. <laughs> um, hold on a second. I'm going to try to do that. Um, well, he's son of one and nephew of the other. I would have to yes, yes. He is, uh, <laughs> he is the son of Lester. Um, and the nephew of Frank and Craig. Um, but I think it's Lester and Frank are the two most influential of the Patricks. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Craig Patrick being particularly... Oh, sorry, Craig Patrick's son. That makes way more sense. I'm like, Craig Patrick is way younger? I'm very confused. <laughs> and mo- many multi-generational. Also, he had a brother, Muzz Patrick, Frederick, mm-hmm. nicknamed Muzz, and also a Glenn Patrick. So and I think they all, all of them played in the NHL. Though uh, Craig, um, I think was mostly a coach. Uh, yeah, and, and then, uh, yeah, I know the name Craig Patrick. Right, yeah. Um, I didn't coach that much. Maybe he was a jam. Uh, but he was involved. Craig Patrick was involved in the Miracle on Ice. And then Lester and Frank are in the Hall of Fame. Uh, as is Craig and uh, Lynn Patrick is also in the Hall of Fame. That's who we're talking about today. He played from 1934 to 1943. Uh, he then went to the war like so many other people. And then he played from 45 to 46. So that's 10 seasons. We judge about eight quality by modern standards of PPG. Of course, it's important to note that especially prior to World War II, the league didn't score very much. Um. So to give you some idea of that, he retired with 145 goals. Uh, His 191 assists were 20th all time at his retirement. And his 336 points were 22nd all time. He only had 336 points in 455 games. And he only had 34.5 point shares, which is like, you know, three excellent years now in the (laughs) NHL. (laughs) Um, Basically, Uh, he was a center and a left wing. Um, I believe he primarily played center, but I could be wrong about that. Um, he obviously doesn't qualify for any per-game leaderboards, but if we lower the qualifiers, he was 11th all-time in assists per game, his retirement, and 16th all-time in points per game. So, you know, roughly a top 15 offensive player. Um, of the 26 skaters who play in at least 328 games, so not very many at all, between 34 and 43, Patrick is fourth in goals, uh, fourth in goals per game, third in assists, fifth in assists per game, fourth in points, fourth in points per game. So he's a top five forward of his era um, and uh, fourth in games played. So, you know, at least by that standard, he's he's got some case. Uh, his 82 game average is 61 points, of course, keeping in mind that he played in a low scoring era. His three-year peak is from 40 to 43 when scoring was starting to increase, 53 points in 48 games. So definitely a higher uh, than his whole career, but like like I said, scoring went up late in his career and was quite low at the beginning of his career. 
his playoff numbers are uh, 16 points in 44 games, which is preposterously low. Um, and you might think, oh my God, like that's terrible. Uh, but era wise, he's eighth in playoff goals, 19th in assists, uh, and 19th, and sorry, 14th in points. Um, so as much as he only had 16 points in 44 games, nobody scored in the playoffs when he was in playoffs. Um, so he looks much better when you look at actually how he compares to his era. On the other hand, um, that 19th in playoff assist is third last of the qualifying or the players that we decided to um, make qualify. His adjustment for era bumps him up to 96 points per 82 games, which is 35 points more. And that makes sense because he played in such a low scoring era. Um, he does not qualify for the versus X adjustment. That first adjustment I mentioned was uh, the hockey reference adjustment and he was never traded. So his top five in heart voting once and has in 1942, which was his banner year. During our heart um, trophy series, Bill and I debated whether or not he was the MVP. I believe I chose him as the MVP and you didn't bill if I'm not mistaken. I have a note here saying, that he probably should have been because I am the one who supported that vote. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's a joke. Um, I, his teammate, Brian Hextall, also had a really good year that year. Um, I honestly don't remember who else had a good year that year, but uh, Patrick had a quite good year. He was a first-team All-Star that year. He was a second-team All-Star the next season as well when he actually, I think, per game had a slightly better um Slightly more points per game, but of course everybody else did too. Uh, he was a top 10 offensive player, or sorry, top 10 player overall once in 42, and he was the best offensive player by offensive point shares in 42. He was only a top 10 um, offensive player three times, however, out of that 10-year uh, career. He led the league in goals in 42, and he led the league in goals per game in 42, but he was only top five in goals twice, and he was only top 10 um, in goals per game twice. Uh, he scored 30 goals only once, uh, but that was one of 16 players um, who had ever done so prior to the beginning of uh, the American involvement in World War II, because uh, I think he's American. Um, no, no, he's Canadian, but he lived in the States, where his son's American, I guess. Um, anyway, uh, he was only top 10 in assists twice, top five, or sorry, top 10 in assists per game three times. Um, he was only top five in points three times, but he led the league in PPG in points per game in 1942, his far and away best year. The versus X peak adjustment has him 136 all-time in goals, which is fairly high. Uh, it doesn't, he didn't, uh, he played at a time when there were just weren't enough assists for him to qualify uh, for the assist adjustment, um, at least for the best seven seasons anyway. And then um, uh, points, he's 110th all-time. If you make it best 10 seasons instead of best seven, he's 166 all-time in goals, so worse, 162nd all-time in assists, so better, and 149th all-time in points, so worse again, but a top 150-ish player, maybe 160th. Uh, those paltry playoff numbers uh, might have possibly contributed to the lack of playoff success this guy had. He was the best player on a, what I called, jokingly, a final four than a 35 Rangers. Of course, that was one round. However, the rest of the time, he didn't have much of a career. And when his team, the Rangers, won the Stanley Cup in 40, which I believe was the last time they won it before 94. Sorry, Ben, or Bill. Jesus. I yes, that is correct. Uh, sorry to bring up the 94 Cup yet again. Um, 
It's their it's their only one in the last eighty two years. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Um, he, I, uh, I, I got to say something. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so in that year that uh, when he was you know a couple years before his huge huge year, he he didn't score much at all. He was uh, in the playoffs. He was outscored by eighteen. Oh no, sorry, six teammates. Um, including uh, some of his, who I believe were his line mates. Uh, actually, sorry, he was a left wing mostly, not a center mostly. So at least regular season numbers wise, he probably has a case because his totals paint him as a bit of a, you know, certainly a, a top 20 offensive player all the time when he retired. And um, he did have that one banner year, but he also has some pretty bad playoff numbers. He was not a star when they won the cup. His best playoff ever, they they were eliminated in one round. Um, it's very, it's the kind of thing that you can understand maybe why he would have been inducted in like 1960. It's weirder that he was inducted, you know, um, 34 years after he retired, given his, you know, his his resume, which is, um, I, I don't know. Checkered is the right word, but he, you know, he had one really good year. He was a good regular season player. His playoff numbers are kind of pathetic, though lots of people's were at the time. He has one first team All Star. You know, he, he had one good year, maybe two. He had two good years, I guess. Do you have feelings? Um, it's it's not the best case I've ever heard. Um, yeah. Yes. I, I guess, you know, if he, if he's, if he's in, I don't see a reason like he's not, he's definitely not the worst case I've seen. Yeah. He at least led the league in something once. Yeah. Like, it's not <laughs> like you have to, you don't have to drag him out of the hall the way some yeah. people did, yeah. but like. Yeah. We've uh, talked about guys from the, who were inducted years later in like the eighties and nineties, old timers who'd never even led the league in anything. Yeah. So it's like that. Like he's getting pretty old. He, yeah. you know, he should be in. Like we don't have, and, and back then too, they didn't have that many guys in. So it's yeah. kind of like, a, you know, let's fill up the hall. Let's really build this, like you know, legion of old timers. And then it was like, you know, now they're putting in, you know, well, except for except for the occasional year, they only put in one. They're they're usually putting in quite a few people. Yeah. Oh, so it's 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 building, and I'm sure there's got to be some people who must at least privately think boy, maybe we shouldn't have done that in the eighties, but most of them who did that were probably dead. So, yeah. Um, Cause it was all the old timers making sure that remember that guy, oh, he was pretty good. Let's get him in there. You know, like, so yeah, I don't see a reason to pull him out of the hall, but he, I don't think he would make my hall. Um, I'm not even sure he should be in the one that they're saying now, but then I think we've also got to kick out a lot of other people. I'm kind of in fear. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't think we should put much stock in this. Um, because adjusting point share hockey references point shares are already flawed especially pre plus minus but um especially if they're being adjusted but uh uh here uh, here are his comp uh comparables for through 10 years in his career the closest comparable player in terms of point shares to Lim patrick's career through 10 years is uc Jokinen, and the closest a comparable player, but for his whole career is Marius Tchaikovsky. So mm-hmm. now I'm not saying that Lynn Patrick is as normal 
or close to average an NHL player is either of those guys. But it does sort of make you wonder, you know, if those guys are the uh, are the comparables. Um, you know, there, if you look if you look at his uh, similarity scores on Hockey Reference, there's one Hall of Famer in each list of top ten players, and uh, at least one of them is a controversial choice. So, I I'm sort of with you, Bill. I I don't think he's the most egregious induction i do wonder how much his famous family has to do with it especially coming that many years afterwards like i don't know when his uh when did he die oh turns out he died in 1980 oh wow so i don't think so they probably would have announced the class like not long after his death right yeah well that tracks yeah. I, it's, I should have looked at his, his when he died it seems like he was inducted specifically because he died uh mm-hmm. Yeah, oh boy is right. Um, yeah, they they have a really bad habit of waiting till the guy dies and then inducting him. Yeah, could have inducted him while he was alive and yeah. given given him that nice day in the sun to be recognized. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Well, it's, it's still un- unforgivable what they did to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, he's not the most egregious. He at least led the league in goals and uh, goals per game and yeah. points per game and goals created in one year. And, you know, he did have like three three years where he was a top 10 offensive player. I just, I don't know. I, I definitely could be talked into like saying absolutely not. I could also be, I possibly talked into saying yes, depending on the standards we're applying. Um, yeah, he's very, he's very uh, blah. <laughs> it's just like, eh. Um, someone who is less blah is Harry Lumley, who has one of the more fascinating cases I think we've ever uh, encountered um, in in doing all these classes uh, <laughs> for various reasons. <laughs> so Harry Lumley played uh, from 1943 to 1960, 16 seasons. Uh, we're judging roughly 13 of them as a, as a starter-ish. He was first all-time in wins at his retirement, which, you know, for a lot of people, especially back in the day, means basically instant uh, Hall of Fame induction, right? He he was the career leader in wins when he retired. Um, he was also notably the career leader in losses and the career leader in ties. It's possible <laughs> that he had just played a really long time, you know? Um, he was fifth all-time in shutouts despite being... Uh, the career leader in games played by 161 when he retired. So that gives you some idea of Lumley's, you know, he's a little bit, he might be a little bit of a compiler um, because, you know, you're, you, you were, this is at a point in which, let me look up the, the season length when he retired. He retired in 60. I think they played a 70 game season by that point, if I'm not mistaken. Um let me see. The NHL played 70 games, yeah, in 1960. And he he had played, and goalies, of course, some goalies didn't play, you know, it was much more common to play a full season back then. Lumley did many times, but, you know, it was becoming less and less common. But basically, Lumley was over t- at his retirement, but he was only fifth all-time in shutouts. Um, he was first all-time in goalie point shares. Uh, it's worth noting that when he retired, um, he was 
the second last of all goalies in hockey references goals saved above average he was a minus 22 however it's also worth noting that that was only the last five years of his career because save percentage wasn't tracked um, by teams prior to 1955 he was also first all time in minutes and he was ahead of the next guy by over 9500 minutes which is just a preposterous number to me um his uh, save percentage of 905 was uh, second last of the goalies at his retirement. However, once again, it was for five seasons. And those five seasons, he was in his early 30s. Um, he actually started his career at 17, which seems impossible. But like apparently, you could do that in the 40s in the NHL. <laughs> um, of the 12 goalies to play in at least 205 games between 43 and 60, Lumley is first in wins, you'll be surprised to learn. He's also first in losses by 120. We're talking about minimum 205 games. He was 120 losses ahead of the next guy. Um, first in ties. He was last in total goals against. He was sixth in save percentage, but like we're talking about 136 games. Uh, he played, you know, uh, many more than that. Um 800 games roughly um he was uh second last in saves but again 136 games second last in shots against again same qualifier second last in goal save above average same qualifier but first in minutes first in point shares and first in games uh, by 161 of course as i said before so here's a guy who played an absolute ton and at the end of his career seems to have gotten shelled but because those seasons were with the late 50s bruins um we don't really know what he was doing when he was you know on some uh some of the better teams he was on later um though the bruins did make the playoffs some of those years partly because of course it's a 16 league his 82 game average is uh 34 and 34 like exactly 500 and 15 shutouts or sorry, 15 ties with seven shutouts, which sounds good. His season average adjusting for the length of the air is 21, 21 and nine with four shutouts. His three-year peak of 52 to 55 is a 70 game average of 28 and 26. So, Hey, he's got a winning record sort of <laughs> in 16, 10 shutouts, which is great. 204 GAA, which is great. And a 14.7 goalie point share, which is fantastic. Now, of course that is um near the end of his career oh sorry not ish close to the end of the career but also those goalie point shares are prior to save percentage so we have to take them with a grain of salt in the playoffs he was fifth all-time in playoff wins as his retirement and first all-time or last in playoff losses with 29 and 47 record which is kind of horrible if you think about it that's almost 33 winning, like it's like a like 40-ish winning percentage or less it's quite low um he was also seventh all-time in playoff shutouts on the other hand uh with only seven though his save percentage uh for the playoffs is 887 which is extremely low but keep in mind that it's only 18 games of the uh, 76 that he played for his career it's also worth noting that hockey references record of the uh, save percentage in the playoffs is, is significantly worse than regular season back then. And so there's like years that he uh, um, doesn't have it for. And also there's uh, like, it, it doesn't add up properly. Uh, so it's, it's 
I don't know exactly what's going on there. Um, his uh, he was twelfth all time in uh, goals against average for the playoffs, but only sixteen qualifying goalies. He had a sixteen point six goal save above average, um, but that's only over seventeen games. That was third all time, um, but only six qualifying goalies. It's worth noting though that it is much 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 better than his regular season numbers. Again, we're talking about a very small chunk of his career. He was second all time in playoff minutes, but he was behind by uh, sixteen hundred and twelve minutes. And he was second all time in playoff games, but he was behind by 25. So he was the career leader in regular season games, but his teams were not quite good enough to get him there in the regular season mm-hmm. and who know and the playoffs. I mean, and he might have played a part in that as well. Of the 11 goalies playing at least 20 playoff games between 43 and 60, he's fourth in wins. He's last in losses by over double the second. He's first in goals against total. Uh, which is bad. Uh, he's last in save percentage, but of course, very few games uh, considered. He's sixth in uh, GAA. He's sixth in save. Again, um, very few games considered there. Uh, he's sixth in shots. Same thing there. He's third in goals save above average, fourth in shutouts, first in minutes, and first in games. That is, like I said, out of 11 goalies. Um, his adjustment for error uh, uh, brings him up to a 301 GAA, which is, of course, not amazing he does not qualify for any other air adjustment because of the lack of um uh, tracking of shots prior to 1955 we have a few trades <laughs> uh, four actually so a fair amount um so he was initially uh on the red wings and uh i don't know actually how did he get to the rangers that they let they might have loaned him to the rangers briefly um, yo, yeah, he was sorry. He was loaned to the Rangers briefly when he was 17, but then he wasn't traded. He, he wasn't traded until he was like 23, um, ish 23 or 24. And he was traded to the Blackhawks with Pete Badando, Babando, <laughs> sorry, who I don't know. Al Dewsbury, who I don't know. Don Morrison, who I don't know. And Jack Stewart, who I also don't think I know to Bob Goldham, who I know Jim Hendro Henry, which I'm not sure about. I know, but, and Metro Prestai, who I know and Gay Stewart, who I know. So there's a bunch of names going one way who I've never heard of for a bunch of names. I've heard of going back to Detroit. Um, this is, back at the point at which uh, some people sort of considered the Blackhawks a bit of a farm team for the Red Wings because, you know, I believe they were owned by the same people. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the reason... Only, only the NHL would allow a thing like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the reason there were multiple uh, famous NHLers going across uh, one way for one famous NHLer being Harry Lumley and a bunch of guys I've never heard of um, I think it might have something to do with that. So then, uh, two years later, he was traded, um, to the Leafs for Carl Gardner, Cal Gardner, rather Ray Hannigan, uh, Gus Mortensen and the infamous Al Rollins. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then, um, four ish years later, he was traded back to Blackhawks with Eric Nesterenko. Uh, for cash, which uh, um, is actually uh, appears on our blog as the uh, 14th worst lease trade ever, because of course they just got money back and they traded to like, I mean, I've heard of both of these guys. Um, and then lastly, he was traded to the Bruins for cash in 1958 when he was like, uh, when he was. 36 is that right 
no, he could have been 36. He was 32. Why why I have such a older age there? I don't know. He's he was so young when he went to the league that it's uh, anyway. It doesn't matter. Um so uh, uh the one the least trade's bad, but the other trades look like uh I mean the, certainly that first trade is probably was probably bad for the Blackhawks, you gotta think. Mm-hmm. Um so even though that you know I think Lumley played fairly well with him. He he finished top five in heart voting three times, which sounds pretty damn good. Um, he also won the Vesna in 54, though of course it was the Jennings back then. Um, he was a first team all-star twice. Again, looks pretty good. Um, and one of those years is when he finished second in heart trophy voting. I should look who he finished second to. This is when he was on the Leafs, by the way, when he was getting nominated for the heart. Oh, to his teammate, Ted Kennedy. That's an interesting one because Ted Kennedy, of course, had a bit of a controversial case that year, I'd say. Um, so Hockey Reference had in 54 and 55, those two years that uh, he was nominated for the Hart Trophy, most uh, tied 10th most all time for the uh, um, for that sort of notable achievement. He's also a top five player seven times, um, 10th most, which is also tied 10th most all time. He was a top 10 player nine times. He was the best goalie by goalie point shares those same two years. And he was a top five goalie in point shares 11 times, uh, third most all time between uh, behind Hall and Sawchuk. And he was a top 10 goalie 15 times, the third most all time between behind Sawchuk and Plant. Um, it's worth noting that of the uh, six goalies um, who finished top 10 uh, 15 times, Lumley is the only one who played the vast majority of his career before save percentage existed. So we really don't know um, because save percentage, of course, factors into point shares. And for most of his career, certainly when he was leading the league in point shares and, and otherwise finishing near the top, all that was being considered was uh, goals against um, and wins. So take that with a huge grain of salt. He led the league in wins twice. He is one of... Um, only uh, four goalies, uh, or sorry, maybe slightly more than that, to finish uh, top five and wins 11 times. The others are Sajak, Broder, and Hall, who finished ahead of him. He led the league in shutouts three times, despite not having that many. Um, and that's Heisen for 10th most all time. He is uh, one of, uh, he finished uh, top five 12 times, and only Sajak, Plant, and Hall have done it more. He is top 10 15 times uh he finished top 10 15 times and uh, only Sajak Plant and Worsley funnily enough have done that more um he managed 10 shutouts twice one of only 15 goalies ever and five shutouts six times one of only 24 goalies ever um in his last four seasons he uh finished top five in shots twice um and top five in saves twice he got shelled as we mentioned earlier he was also a uh, top five in save percentage one of those four years but top 10 all four seasons. Uh, now, keep in mind, there were six teams. So it sounds more impressive than it actually is. <laughs> um, he led the low, the league in goals against twice. Uh, he was top five in goals against 13 times, which is far and away, the, which is the most all time. So that's something. Now, again, goals against, it is a team stat. A little bit, and we uh, also uh, don't know save percentage for most of his career. He is uh, he was top ten in goals fifteen uh, goals against fifteen times, and he's that second most all time behind Sawchuk. It's worth 
noting that um, the guy who's ahead of him in a lot of these is also sort of known for his endurance um, and not necessarily so much being one of the best goalies all time, depending on who you talk to. Uh, in terms of goals saved above, uh, sorry, goals against average, rather, he led the league in goals against average twice, which is ninth, tied ninth most all time. He was top five, 11 times, which is tied third most all time between behind Hall and Plant. And he's top, he was top 10, 14 times, which is tied fifth most all time behind Sajak, Plant, Hall, and Wall. Um, he only managed under 1.9 once, under two twice, and under 2.5 seven times, which is last number is pretty good. Um, goals saved above average only applies to his last four seasons, and he was not on any leaderboards. In fact, he was quite terrible when it comes to that stat for his last four seasons. As we mentioned, he finished minus 22 for his career. Uh, he led the league in minutes four times, which is tied seventh most all time. He was top five 12 times, which is tied the most all time with Sajak, Hall, and Brodeur. And he was top 10 15 times, which is tied second most all time behind Sajak. He also played 4,000 minutes four times, one of only 10 goalies ever. And I didn't double check, but possibly the only player to have ever done that and retired, or maybe Sajak might have done it. He does not qualify for any of the peak adjustments that we usually talk about for goalies because no save percentage for, you know, most of his career. So lastly, uh, here we, we have the great teams and he was possibly the best player on the 1950 Red Wings who won the cup. He led the playoff in wins in games in shutouts and minutes. He played every game, but of course, without save percentage, it's really hard to know. Um, how good he was, uh, the 1950 Red Wings. Let me just find out uh, who was their best skater. It's probably Gordy Howe, but I'm going to check. Um, it's so frustrating to not know if the guy was like getting shelled and was it was not Gordy up. Howe. Yeah. In fact, he has a really good case this year because the leading scorers of the 1950 Detroit Red Wings are Jerry Couture and George G. So, yeah, Ted, Ted Lindsay had one fewer points than those guys. He also missed a game. So you could say Ted Lindsay probably was the leading scorer because he missed, uh, he uh, played one less game than everybody else. Um, so, yeah, you're absolutely right, though, Bill. It, it really is frustrating. Um, so then uh, the 45 Red Wings um, didn't win the cup, but went to the final. And he was probably the best player on that team as well. Um, he led the playoffs in games. And, uh, now, he didn't lead the playoffs in 50 in uh, GAA. And who was the best player on that team in the playoffs? Joe Carveth, the infamous Joe Carveth. Uh, it was a really low-scoring era. Well, actually, no, it was 45, so the scoring had gone up. But in the playoffs, it wasn't. Um, in 56, he may have possibly set the single-season record in save percentage. But, of course, keep in mind, it had only just started being tracked by teams, and the records are incomplete, so we don't know. That save percentage was 926, which, of course, now is fine, but, like, if you had a 926 um, save percentage now, you'd just be like, well, you had a good playoff, but no one would be talking about you setting any records, of course, right? People have had significantly higher. Um, in 46, he led the playoffs in shutouts. Um, in 46, they didn't advance uh, very far, and it's worth noting that he led the playoffs in shutouts with one. So keep that in mind. Um, and then uh, in uh, 54, on the Leafs, um, he led the playoffs in losses, uh, which uh, sucks. But he also, I mean, that Leafs team was not great. Uh, let's see. 
who their leading scorer was. It was George Hannigan and Tim Horton and Ted Kennedy and Todd Sloan, a million people because they didn't, they scored two, they appear to have scored uh, um, eight goals in five games. So not, not enough. Um, and then uh, he was a starter on uh, two uh, Red Wings teams that went to the finals and didn't win where he led the playoffs in games, losses, goals against minutes and played every game. And those are the 48 and 49 Red Wings. Um, he was a starter in uh, 59 with the Bruins when they, uh, they didn't go anywhere. And uh, he was a starter um, on the Leafs in 55 and he led the playoff and losses again. And uh, then in 58, somehow, uh, they went, the Bruins, the Sad Sack Bruins, went to the Stanley Cup final, and it seems as though uh, Lumley lost his job. Of course, this was near the end of his career because he had an 833 save percentage. Um, and the guy who replaced him, the younger guy, Don Simmons, had a 932 save percentage, which would have broken Lumley's record if that was indeed the record. Great name. Um, yeah. <laughs> Though Bronco Horvath seems to have not shown up in the playoffs or been hurt. He might have been hurt or maybe got traded. So actually Fleming Mackle was the star of that team in the playoffs. So this one, he has like the totals. He also has a lot of regular season leaderboards. But like you said, Bill, without save percentage, especially the regular season shutout numbers cause me concern. But also the like, I wonder how much of his like, you know, he won one cup. But and, and might be maybe one of the reasons why the Red Wings didn't win more cups. I don't know. We don't have a save percentage, but he did have a like one year they lost. He had a three goals against average, you know, which is not great. Um, and and it's really um, it's really hard to know without save percentage, you know, to know <laughs> you know to know what he. Uh, this is this guy had a, a long career. He was the winningest goalie of all time in his retirement. But what does that mean? Um, yeah. He won one cup, and um, you know he won the Vesna when it was a GAA award, when it was essentially a team award. He led the league in goalie point shares when they didn't take saves into account. And he did it twice, but again, they didn't take saves. He he worked his ass off. He he played a ton of minutes. Compared to his contemporaries, he led the league in minutes four times. Um, he was an absolute workhorse. Like four seasons in a row, he played over 4,000 minutes, which is crazy. Um, that was, you know, the league was only 70 games long back then. I I, uh, I have no idea what to do with him. How do you feel? <sighs> I, think, I think when he retires, his stats are impressive enough. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's what, what gets him in, right? It's like at his retirement, he looked um, in you know in years that followed, so many more great goalies show up that sort of make his make, make his case a lot less. Um, but if you look at it through the lens of just like this, when he retired, he was one of the best. I, I think uh, that's why he's in. Yeah, it's weird that he was inducted so much later, twenty yeah. years at, twenty twenty years at, after retired. He he does have these like impressive impressive things where he, you know he was like a top 10 goalie in this category this many times and this many times in this other category and so on. But like a lot of those are like, are sort of like, you know, they're either team stats or they're like, I played a lot stats and 
he reminds me a little bit. I mean, not not that similar, but of of Ed Jackman, and and in the sense that Ed Jackman for a while was this massive workhorse, but then his career sort of fell off a cliff. And you're like sort of he was sort of inducted for being just like playing a ton for four years, you know, and like it feels a little bit like Lumley is is also inducted for playing a ton. Um, On the other hand, maybe save percentage, if we had it all the way back, would show that he was much better than he looks. It's one of those things where like I would probably put him in immediately in a different Hall of Fame that had inducted some other goalies who weren't but the thing is the hall of fame is so strict about goalies you know yeah. it's weird that this guy is in and like you know there are some some i know i always bring up cujo but like there are some other goalies since who okay he has more cups than some of them but like we know you know about certain levels of like play that we've seen on some of the later goalies whereas this guy i have no idea um you know okay he might have set the the single playoff uh record and save percentage one year but then uh on the other hand he you know the rest of the years that we have save percentage for he was not good and uh you know there's a few years where his GAA in the playoffs is is bad you know um yeah. and and you know I have no idea what to do with him lastly I- I guess he's in. Like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I, I guess he's in. Um, apparently, determined to uh, to try to uh, best uh, Lumley in some ways, we have Gump Worsley, who, who came in right near the tail end of uh, Lumley's uh, career. He started playing in '52. He played uh, '52 to '53, and then again from '54 to '74. That's 21 seasons. 12 as a starter, one as a 1A, and eight as a backup or possibly injured. I'm not 100 sure. Also, uh, Gump Worsley was really short. <laughs> uh, Lumley was six feet. Uh, Gump Worsley was five seven, which feels for a goalie like I guess it's not that short for back then, but to me it feels. This is like Lynn Patrick was six one. Oh, that's really big for, for back then. Um, Harry Lumley is six feet, and then Gump Worsley is five seven. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So he so unlike the other two, he was inducted not that long after he retired. He retired in seventy four. Uh, he was fourth all-time in wins at his retirement behind Sawchuck, Plant, and Hall, so he'd already passed Lumley. He was fifth all-time in losses, but uh, he is now fifth all-time in losses behind Brodeur, Luongo, Joseph, and Meloche, and he was first or last uh, at his retirement. Um, you know, so, uh, so we are talking about two goalies in the same Hall of Fame class who managed to retire as the all-time leader in goalie losses when which is just wacky that they were both inducted the same year. Um, he was also third all-time in ties as retirement. He is now fifth all-time in ties and others behind Sawchuck, Hall, Broder, and Esposito. And he is 16th all-time, oh, sorry, at his retirement, he was 16th all-time in shutouts. He has way fewer shutouts, it's worth noting, um, than Lumley. So I gave Lumley shit for not having many shutouts. Worsley <laughs> has fewer. Um, he is also at his retirement. He was uh, fifth all time in goalie point shares behind only Sawchuck, Hall, Plant, and Lumley. Funnily enough, this is mm. a guy who played a lot. Um, he has a one point nine, sorry, one nine eight goal saved above average, which would put him twelfth all time. And uh, 
fourth all-time in his retirement behind only Jacques Plante, uh, um, Glenn Hall and uh, Tony Esposito, which is excellent company. It's worth noting that applies to all but the first 137 games of his career. Because unlike, basically, just like with Lumley, only the last few seasons have save percentage with Worsley, it's only the first, like, two um, that don't have save percentage. Um, he was third all-time in minutes as retirement behind, behind Sawchuck and Hall, and he was third all-time in games behind Sawchuck and Hall when he retired. His uh, his average are uh, 287 GAA and a 914 save percentage, which sounds quite low, but was actually six all time as a retirement, keeping in mind, of course, that it was a relatively recent stat. So it doesn't include any of those goalies who like had like half a season of shutouts in the 20s. Um, of the 25 goalies to play in at least 205 games between 52 and 74, Worsley is fourth in wins, first or last in losses, second in ties, first, i.e. last in goals against, seventh in save percentage, so that's way down, twelfth uh, in GAA, so that's very down, um, that's halfway, uh, second in saves, second in shots, so we got shelled, fourth in goal save above average, which is quite good, sixth in shutouts, second in minutes, which is quite high, fourth in point shares, and second in games played, and I believe that's behind Sock, or it'll be a behind Hall, I guess. Um, his season average is 16, 17, and 7, so below 500 if we're accepting the uh, the ties. Two shutouts in 41 games and a 82-game uh, average of 32, 33, and 14 with four shutouts. His three-year peak of 1960 to 1963, when he was on the Rangers, right before he got to the Habs, is 24 and 34, so not a great uh, record, and 10. Two shutouts, a 311 GAA 1913 save percentage, but 9.9 um, point shares per season and 14.7 goal saved above average, which is fine. Um, it's not bad, it's fine. Playoffs, he was fifth all time in his retirement in wins behind Plant, Broda, Sawchuck, and Hall. He was uh, ninth all time in playoff losses at his retirement, and he was 11th all time in shutouts, but only with five. Um, he was sixth all time in, in playoff save percentage with a kind of pathetic 9-11, but again, it was a relatively new stat. Uh, he was 21st all time in um, GAA with a 227. Um, depending on which thing I consulted, he either was a minus 0.5 gold save above average in the playoffs or a plus seven. I don't know why I got two different numbers, but I did. Um, plus seven would put him 14th all time, uh, but the minus 0.5 would obviously not do that. I don't know what's going on there. I think it's because of the bad uh, data about save percentage in the 50s. Uh, he was eighth all time in playoff minutes and seventh all time in playoff games at his retirement. Of the 15 goalies to play in at least 20 playoff games between 52 and 74, he's fourth in wins, sixth in losses, 12th in goals against, eighth in save percentage, so that's good or better, 10th um, in GAA, 5th in saves, 5th in shots, 12th in goals saved above average, possibly, depending on, uh, you know, um, which stat I'm, or which part of the website I was looking at. Tied 4th in shots, 5th in minutes, and 5th in games. So, you know, one of the top third of the goalies, I guess, roughly speaking, of that era. Um, adjustment for era has him at a 9-11 save percentage, a 
oh, sorry, 1,447.6 goals versus average, which is uh, versus the average goaltender all time, which puts him 19th all time and a 744.5 goals versus threshold. Threshold is like this idea of a, a sort of barely adequate, you know, below replacement goaltender. And uh, that puts him 12th all time, which is quite high up there. We have two trades. Um, the first one is uh, he was traded at 34. He was unlike uh, Lumley. He didn't start his career in the NHL until he was 23. And then he played his first decade with the Rangers um, with Dave Balin and Leon Rochefort and Leon Ronson, who I've never heard of, uh, to Montreal for Phil Goyette, Don Marshall, and Jacques Plant, who was also 34 at the time. Um, and then later he was traded to Minnesota for cash when he was 40 and then continued to play for like five seasons because I've got, I've got an old hockey card of him somewhere with him in a North Stars uniform. There you go. One of my favorite hockey cards. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he finished, he, he had even fewer heart uh, trophy nominations than uh, Lumley only once. Um, in 1956 when he finished third. He also won the Vesna twice in uh, 66 and 68 for the Habs. Uh, of course, it was still the Jennings back then, and he also won the Calder in 1953. He was, he unlike Lumley, he never led the league in goalie point shares. It's worth noting, of course, that he played most of his career, all but two years of his career, with save percentage. Anyway, um, he was a first-team All-Star once, uh, second team all-star once, which is the same as uh, Lumley. Um, yeah, he was a top five uh, player four times. He was a top 10 player seven times. He was a top five goalie by goalie point shares 10 times, which is tied eighth most all time. And he was a top 10 goalie 15 times, which is tied third most all time behind only Sawchuck and Plant and ahead of Lumley. Um, he was he never led the league in wins. Maybe his top five uh in wins 10 times, which is tied second, uh, eighth most all time. He's top 10, 16 times, which is tied second most all time behind Sawchuck. Shutout wise, despite not having that many Sawch uh, shutouts, he, uh, I almost said Sawchucks, which is appropriate because <laughs> he was one, well, at one point, he was the all time leader, right? Um, so, uh, uh, Worsley, uh, top five, nine times in shutouts and top 10, 16 times, which is tied third most behind only Sawchuck and Plant. Uh, he also had five shutouts twice. He led the league in shots against four times, so he got shelled, and that is the second most ever behind only Tony Esposito. So that's something. Um, he was top five eight times, which is tied third most all time behind only Esposito and Hall. He was top ten ten times, tied seventh all time, seventh most all time. In terms of saves, he led the league in saves four times as well. And just like shots, it it basically is the same, right? He's uh, second most all time behind Esposito. It's the same. Uh, he's top five eight times, which is tied for the fourth most all-time behind Hall, Esposito, and Plant. And he's top ten eight times, which is tied eighth most all-time. Unlike Harry Longley, he led the league in save percentage once, so good for him. Um, <laughs> what year did he do that? Oh, in 58. Uh, he was also top five 11 times, which is tied the second most all-time behind Glenn Hall. Um, which is pretty impressive to me. That's that's one that really stands out. Um, he was top 10 in save percentage 13 times, which is the fourth most all-time behind only Plant, Hall, and Wah. That is, of course, a very impressive company. Um, he's one of only 10 goalies ever to have a 930 save percentage at least once. 
He is one of only seven goalies ever to have a 925 save percentage, at least twice. He is one of only six goalies ever for his retirement to have a 920 save percentage six times. Those other goalies being Plant, Howe, and Johnny Bauer. It's worth noting, of course, that the stat was new. So you're, again, you're not going to get those crazy goalies from the 20s. Um, he led the league in GAA once. He was top five eight times. He was top 10 14 times, which is tied fifth most all time behind Sajak, Plant, Hall, and Waugh. Um, he was one of only 25 goalies ever to uh, have a, a GAA of under 225 twice. He is one of only 15 goalies ever to have a GAA under 285 six times. He was top five in goal saved above average 10 times, which is a hell of a lot, and tied third most all time behind Esposito and Hall. He's top 10, 10 times, which is tied seventh most all time. He's one of only eight goalies ever at his retirement to have a plus 30 goal saved above average once. So his advanced metrics, which we all we have more access to, uh, obviously because of save percentage, are significantly better than Lumley's, despite the fact that he, you know, essentially has a you know losing record as a regular season goalie. Not essentially, he does. Um, unless you like, you know. Add in the uh, you add in the ties. Um, he led the league in minutes twice, and he played four thousand minutes twice, though so it's significantly less than Lumley, who did it four times. But it's still one of only eleven goalies ever at his retirement. His adjusted peak a nine thirteen save percentage, a um, one hundred thirty two point two goals versus average, which is not anything notable, and a four hundred sixty one point nine goals versus threshold, fourteenth all time, notably. Um, behind Harry Lumley. That is a stat that I don't actually know if it takes, say, percentage into account or not. So, lastly, Worsley was arguably the best player on the 66 Canadians, I believe. Are the 66 Canadians, is that the year that um, Crozier won the Consmaith? Yes. Yeah, it, it is. So this is we were talking. This is the one we were talking about with Trombley, where Trombley could have won the Conn Smythe because he led the team scoring. But I think it's safe to say that at least since we're talking about Worsley this episode, we should say he had the better case. He led the playoffs and wins, save percentage, GAA, and shutouts, which is what you really want to see from your goalie, right? He had a 9.31 save percentage, a 199 GAA. He only had one shutout, but we're talking about uh, ten games. He was eight and two. I mean, I think he look he looks pretty good. Um, unlike Lumley, he has this one year where he was very clearly an excellent goalie in the playoffs. He also in '65 um, he led the playoffs in save percentage, GA, and shutouts as well. And they also won that year, though I don't know this year he might have been slightly less definitively obviously the best player. Let me just see about the '65 halves um, playoffs. Belleville had 16 points in 13 games. So it's between him. Oh, and also, um, actually, notably, uh, Worsley did not play every game. Hmm. He shared it with Charlie Hodge, who also played quite well, it looks like. So it's weird. Um, weird that you have two goalies playing that well, and they split, like, in the playoffs. They they got into – they must have um, both had bad games because they uh, – they, um, seem to have uh, possibly replaced each other, at least one. Um, and then, of course, uh, he won in 68 as well. 
Uh, he led the playoff in the playoffs and wins and shutouts, but not in the more attractive stats. Um, he, uh, he also won in 69 um, when he was the one a, I guess you could say for the Habs that year. I, was it Vachon who was uh, to pull that up. Might've um, been. Yeah. yeah. There's, There's one year Vachon had like insane playoff. I don't know. It was this one. Yes, this is the crazy year that uh, Vachon uh, stole Worsley's job, I think, because he had a 9.53 save, <laughs> which is just bonkers. But Actually, it's worth noting then. that we're – sorry? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's insane. So Worsley, it's worth noting, won uh, four cups, unlike Lumley's one. He also was very much a huge part of two of those cups, at the very least. You know, he was the best, arguably, I think you could say, should have won the Consmith in 66 and had a pretty good case for it in 65, but I don't think it existed in 65, did it? I don't think so. I think 66 may have been his first... No, no, it was... When, when did the cons may start? Let me see. It was sometime around then. 64, okay. Um, so Belovo won it, was the inaugural winner um, in 65. Um but, uh, you know, I think you could, I think it's fine that it went to Belleville, but I think you could argue easily that Worsley could have potentially deserved two in a row. I'm not saying he did, but you could make the case. Both plus 930 save percentages both years and sub, um, sub two GAAs and uh, led the playoffs and shutouts both years. Wow. Se- seems, uh, you know. Seems pretty good. <laughs> Seems pretty good. Anyway, um, the one issue with 65 is, of course, he didn't play every game where I believe he played every game in 66. Anyway, so sort of a mirror image in some ways of uh, Lumley. Like, he's got, like, if you look at, like, just look at Worsley's, like, regular season record of, like, fewer wins than losses, he looks like he had a bad career. But his, his advanced stats are better. Um, he did play a ton too. Uh, he played for a really long time as well. And then he also has this playoff success that Lumley doesn't. Um, so I think he's got a better case. I think he does. Um, even if as a playoff goalie for the Rangers, he wasn't so good. He was an excellent playoff goalie for the Habs. And obviously the team that plays in front of you has an impact on you. But um, yeah, how do you feel? I feel like he's a solid one. Yeah. Like it's like way, way less of a reason to be like, how did this guy get in? Like, I don't question it as much because he did have, if there's no longevity plays in a lot, um, obviously like the reputation, but he did have those elite years. Right. So yeah, it makes me less, less inclined to be like, oh, everybody just remembers him as this like fun goalie. It's like, yeah. no, you know, just because there's a picture of him like smoking a cigar in the locker room <laughs> between yeah. periods or whatever they did back then doesn't doesn't mean he get in the Hall of Fame. But I think he's got at least a few years, uh, statistical years there to really back up that he was at one point uh, a top end netminder. Netminder. There's also something else that's important to mention, which is that apparently he was an excellent soccer player. Um, he played as a junior in uh, Westmount. Um, he was a member of the Montreal Youth All-Star Team, uh, and uh, he played um, in something called the Montreal League um, and was an all-star there. 
Uh, this is in the uh, just prior to his NHL career beginning in the summer of 1952, while playing for the Saskatoon hockey for the Saskatoon Quakers, which must have been his junior team, he played center forward for the Saskatoon All Stars, and they played against Tottenham Hotspur. Wow, it was crazy, yeah. Um, and he took he took a uh, a Montreal football club to the Canadian final where they lost. Um, he played through '54, but I think at that point he had a full time job in the NHL and so stopped. What, what do you know what position he played when he played soccer? Forward center. Okay, I was about to say, was he also a goalie? Because that would have oh, been sorry, great. center forward. I don't know anything about soccer. Center forward. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I <laughs> do not like soccer, so I don't pay any attention. Um, but yeah, um, so that's interesting. Um Very. yeah. I mean, he's he's interesting to me because he's got that like, you know. His record of 335 and 352 career. I mean, I know there's 150 ties on top of that, but like, oof, right? Um, but then, you know, he's got, I mean, the one thing that really stood out again uh, to me, well, a couple of things. One is being top 10 in save percentage 13 times, um, which is crazy. And also uh, being top 10 uh, 14 times in GAA, which is like, I understand it's a team stab, but you got to be doing something right, right? Yeah. You know, no, he did play for the Habs, but he didn't play for the Habs for his whole career. And he actually he played for the North Stars for a quarter of his career, which or slightly less than that, which can't help. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's the one where I'm like the least confused about. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, okay, Gumpworth is in the Hall of Fame. Like, I hear yeah. that, I go, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like, I don't, yeah. Lumley, I'm like, was he any good? Like, I got, like, I've heard the name, so I know. And, you know, like, I, I, as soon as you said it, too, I'm like, Red Wings. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's like, it, it was just, it, it, it doesn't have the same thing as, like, it works to hear that name as much. Um, yeah. I guess unless you're, like, a Red Wings fan. But, uh, you know, it, he, he doesn't have the worst case I've ever heard. That's. Yeah, I mean. None of these guys have the worst cases ever. They're just yeah. like a, a class that's particularly like hazy, for lack of yeah. a better word. Like there's nobody who you're like, I mean, I think Worsley's the closest to, oh, for sure. Yeah. But like of the three of them, he is. But like there, this is not one of those classes where you're just like, you know, it's like the class, the next class is like there's at least one, no doubt, or if not two, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And it's not like that one class. Um we yeah, about, well, I, I, I would say like there's nobody where you're like like slam dunk no question yeah. but i think worsley has enough um name recognition to be like yeah he probably belongs in just by hearing his name and then he like you can dig deeper yeah like, yeah it's not that game what i was trryna say is this is not the 1983 class of ken dryden bobby hall and stan makita oh no it's no it is not <laughs> <laughs> Or or the eighty four class of Esposito, Lemaire, and Perron. Like it's just it's not it's not yes. those. Yeah, it's it's one of those funny ones where you're just like, huh? Okay, okay. Um. So final uh, final verdict on Lynn Patrick. Ah, uh, jeez, I don't even. Uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 leaning no. I would need a lot of convincing. Like you're gonna have to buy me more than one beer to convince me. Yeah. I'm yeah. I mean, I'm. 
I think I'm a I little mean, more l- on the l- Like you said, right, there is like he, he did lead the league in categories at least yeah. at one point. So it's yeah. not the worst case I've ever heard, but yeah. Yeah, I, I get I guess I'm okay with it, but I'm not loving it. It would be nice if you'd done it twice, right? If you'd done it twice, you'd just feel good about it. But like would, what, yeah. once you're like, eh, and especially the year. Oh, no, he did in 42. I don't know how many players had left for the war yet. If he mm. did it in 40, if he did it in 40, no one's left for the war yet. Um, if he did it in 44, you could go like, well, a whole bunch of people left for the war. You can sort of throw it out. Um, 42, I don't know. But yeah, I'm I'm really not sure about it either. And then uh, Lumley, you're, you're, how do you feel about Lumley? Yeah, he's a, he, he's okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not thrilled about it, but like I can see why. You might. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I feel similarly. I'm. I'm kind of like uh, okay. I guess. Um. With both of those guys, but it is like Worsley is the only one where I'm like, this makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same. Like I feel yeah. like he belongs. The other yeah, ones, I'm like yeah. bit of a stretch. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, well, uh, the next class uh, is at least a little more interesting because it has um, the player that you and I, I think, agree is probably the best hockey player of all time. So that makes it <laughs> a little more fun <laughs> <laughs> than this one. Uh, so please uh, tune in next time uh, for that episode. Um, there will be two other slightly less notable, though one of them fairly notable, um, players in that class. But uh, yeah, stay tuned for that one, and we will see you then.